For many years, we've been used to working with human investment advisors, despite numerous complaints about the quality of service and fees. However, that's now changing. Technological developments mean that we now have choices that are based on analytics and automation, sometimes dubbed robo-advisors. Close to two-thirds of investors in Hong Kong have used online trading platforms, but recent surveys tell us many of those are concerned about risks associated with reliability, privacy and cybersecurity. To help us understand more, I'm joined now by David Kneebone, General Manager of the Hong Kong Investor Education Centre. Good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. Are you seeing more and more online investment platforms springing up and what what sort of services do they offer nowadays? We are. In fact, we can see up to around two-thirds of Hong Kong investors are trading online. And when we talk to people that have bought an investment product over the last year, it's around 64%. Now, most of those people are using their retail bank um, and then there are a number of other services depending on the product but um, primarily retail banks own the space at this point. So how do we go about choosing the right one because there's new ones almost every week springing up? Well many people are choosing um, their platform based on fees, Mm -hmm. Uh, others are choosing them based on the accessibility of that platform or the existing relationship that they have. It kind of makes sense if you've got a relationship with one institution to maybe check it out, but don't just rely on that. Um, Do have a look at two or three if it's something you're interested in. Now, as you mentioned, Hong Kong people are pretty active investors, but what typically is going wrong when they go online? Are there some common mistakes that people are making? Well, the primary reason many people trade online is speed and because they feel they have the knowledge to make a decision and they don't require professional advice. Now, we would caution people to say, while we as Hong Kongers do have very good knowledge about money in general and investments particularly, um, of course, those things are traded online beyond stocks, which is most of the trading that's mm. happening online, yeah. followed by f- foreign exchange, followed by bonds. There's a number of issues around some products, which we do encourage people to explore and talk to many others about, not just bloggers, not just media um, personalities or radio shows particularly, <laughs> but um, to really understand the background of the stock or dare I say it, the foreign exchange or the bond Mm. that they're buying, if, of course, there are other products as well available. But I think the key thing is we're encouraging people to explore many sources of information. Don't just go in and buy because you think it's quick via an online platform or cheaper because often getting professional advice can save you an awful lot in the long run. And please don't buy a product just because your dad bought it or your neighbour or your colleague. Just because it's right for someone else does not necessarily mean it's right for you, your risk tolerance level and various other points. So it's important to do your research just in the same way it is as if you was investing offline through Absolutely. a traditional broker or going to a financial advisor. Absolutely. Yeah, the price, and, and this is the challenge in that, as I mentioned earlier, we have in Hong Kong um, a really, really smart adult population, one of the smartest in the world when it comes to money. Uh, But people are tending to make very quick decisions now with online access. And it is somewhat frightening um, to see the the, the speed of which people are trading at. And then people can come and regret the investment decision just like they do sometimes with a financial advisor. Sometimes. (laughs) Now, there's specific security and technology risks, aren't there, involved in in online investing? What sort of ones should we be on the lookout for? 
Well, the Securities and Futures Commission has introduced as at May 1st something called two-factor authentication, which means, and those of us that have been using uh, internet banking for a while are probably very used to it. In addition to entering your username and password, you will then ask to probably use a token Mm -hmm. or get an SMS on your phone or some extra step, which we support. Sometimes it's just the, uh, it's not just the fingerprint, but often there's a third step as well. Um, I think the password is really key. Um, we do have an issue in Hong Kong in regards to cybercrime. We do a lot of work via the Chin family with the Commercial Crime Bureau um, mm-hmm. at the Hong Kong Police, and it does stagger me just how many times uh, people are preyed upon in this area. Do strengthen your password. Don't wait for the online platform to remind you, which may occur a couple of times a year. Always use a password that isn't necessarily associated with your personal identification. Small caps, large caps, numbers, symbols, mix it up. But also remember, for those that are trying to potentially prey on you, the other information you have available via social media, particularly Facebook, that 74% of Hong Kongers use, is rich if you haven't closed down privacy settings. Mm. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Mm. There's a whole lot of mediums that are currently being used where we are freely entering a lot of personal information. It's not too hard to find your birth date. It's not too hard to find your pet's name. It's not too hard to find mm. your mother's maiden name. So when you tend to use those simple mechanisms in a password, which is handy, let's face it, it sets you up sometimes as a bit of a target. Think a bit more complex as one basic step of protection. Also, don't use public Wi-Fi. Free public and Wi-Fi. So many when people do. We're trading. in love with public Wi-Fi, aren't we? Yes, when you're um, when you're trading, it, you're opening yourself up to access from mm-hmm. potential criminals who can access those facilities a lot more easier than what they can if you're at home or at work in a more protected environment. Not that I'm encouraging trading at work. <laughs> <laughs> and are there particular scams that we should be on the lookout for? Because you are open, you are opening yourself up, aren't you, to some common scams online? Most of the the scams, I mean, we saw um, in the 18 months ending 31st of March 2017, 27 cybersecurity incidents were reported in Hong Kong by 12 licensed corporations. Now, I haven't got the 2018 figures. I'm sure it's probably grown. Mm. When we talk to the – it fascinates me in the time I've spent in Hong Kong and talking to the police particularly. They talk about life 10 to 20 years ago, the numbers of policemen on the beat, on the ground fighting crime. Those same policemen are now sitting in rooms online. Trying to help us, mm-hmm. trying to, ha- and the the number of issues that they face in and around this particular issue of cybercrime are enormous on a daily basis. So do what you can to protect yourself. If you get an unsolicited email, for example, one you weren't expecting, asking for your username and password, that's a big alarm bell. Your mm-hmm. bank or online trading platform will probably never do They'll that. Never do that, will they? They say, and that if they do, point. ring them straight away and say, "What on earth is this?" Yes. It's a big alarm bell. And yep. um, there's some simple steps I think we can all take. And also, don't discourage conversation in the home about the fact that you're having this, um, you're, you're trading. Let people know. Let your grandchildren know. Let your neighbours know that you're doing this. And then sometimes it can be useful for them to assist. Of course, a number of people like to keep their affairs private, which I completely respect. So it's a bit of a, bit of a, um, a mixed bag there. And finally, where can listeners go to get more information um, about online trading platforms, about the risks to look out for and so on? We've set up a specific uh, section of the Chin family 
www.hk.hk website to which lists a number of things I've just mentioned plus many more tips. Uh, that's a good place to start. Um, I'd also have a look at the Hong Kong police recommendations, but the Chin family and the Hong Kong police are pretty much replicating each other now in terms of the core messages we have, especially in regards to password protection, Wi-Fi, and a number of other issues. That was David Kneebone, General Manager of Hong Kong Investor Education Centre. And that's it for this week. Money Talk Extra will be back next Saturday at the same time when we'll meet a female entrepreneur with some tips for women who want to set up their own business. One of our local listeners recently moved to live and work in Shanghai. Jimmy Lam caught up with him to hear how the move to the mainland has impacted him. We'll also get an update on how the mandatory Provident Fund scheme has performed this year. Hope you can listen next Saturday. Enjoy your week. <laughs>